0: Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Oh, Dwight and Jim and your pranks. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Matt. Um, I am the associate pastor here at Lighthouse. Has anyone ever played that game with somebody, not the, not the hide a desk in a bathroom game, but the like seek and find game, right? The warmer, warmer, colder. Oh, you're hot, you're hot. Does anyone ever play those games? Yeah, those, those are fun. And like I said, I think they call them like seek and, and find. And when I've played those, I'll play them with my kids uh, when they were younger. And it, it, when I played them, it, it was like that with Dwight. Dwight was a guy that couldn't find his desk. And it would start that way. See how he was like frustrated? Where's my desk? And he was he was frustrated. He was gonna go tell Michael, which is the boss. I'm going to tell the boss. And then right when Jim said colder, it switched. Did you see him? He stopped and it like switched in his head. He's like, oh, this is a game now. This is this is gonna be enjoyable. And then he and he enjoyed that seeking of his desk. Like he knew he was gonna find it, right? Colder, warmer, warmer, warmer. Oh, too cold, now back up, you know. So he was going to find that. It it, it turned into a game. And so seeking these things and finding things can be very enjoyable. Um, Another type, I remember when I was in college um, down at Purdue, uh, I was, I had to throw that in. I was just going to say college and then I had to say Purdue because Doug and Lee are sitting right there. So I had to say that. (laughs) They like IU. Anyway, uh, when, I was, when I was in college, I was an RA, and we would do uh, a scavenger hunt, which is like a seek and find type of game. Uh, but we would do it with incoming freshmen, and we would go and we would hide things around campus, and you would do, um, you'd have these clues. And it was to get the, the incoming freshmen um, familiar with campus, to find like certain landmarks and, and just get them, you know, most of them, it was like their first or second day on campus they would never been there before, and so they're trying to you just get them familiar, trying to to find things, and and again, during that game, the seeking was it was really fun. That part it was enjoyable, but it wasn't as enjoyable as as it, the seeking wasn't enjoyable until they found the the prize, the treasure. When they found that, that was where the real joy came in because they've been seeking, they've been searching for this, they're looking at this clue, they might have even gone to the wrong spot to begin with and nothing's there. And so then when they actually find the treasure, when they find what they're looking for, that was more joyful, more exciting than the actual seeking would be. And so I was thinking about this, spiritually, for me anyway, it's the same way. When I, but but the, the difference is I'm not trying to find, I don't remember exactly what the prize we gave them. I don't remember if it was gift cards or um, candy or whatever. The, but the, the prize that they found when they got all this stuff, the, the prize for me when I seek spiritually is God. That's my prize. That's my ultimate prize. And so when I, when I seek God, when I go after God, that's enjoyable. But when I find him, wow. Wow. That's way more exciting, way more joy-filled. Um, I could use a lot of different adjectives. Way more powerful um, than the actual seeking. Doesn't mean the seeking isn't enjoyable. But there are times, even if we go back to the scavenger hunt, where the seeking can maybe be frustrating. You're not you're not sure where where to look, or you looked in the wrong spot. It wasn't there, so it's frustrating. But when, man, when you find what you're looking for, it's really enjoyable. It's it, it, it's life-changing, especially spiritually, especially when you're seeking for God and you find him. And here's the thing. God wants us to seek him. God wants us to go after him. There are many scriptures. I picked a few. There's a couple that are going to come up on the screen. One is in Proverbs. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. God loves it when we go after him. He's saying, I love those that come after me. In Matthew 7, 8, and this is from Jesus. This is the words of Jesus. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks on the door, um, knocks the door will be opened. And so God loves it when we go after him. He's saying, If you seek me, I love that, and I love it so much that I'm going to be found by you. I'm going to be found by you. God wants us to find him. And so today, we are going to look at another scripture where, and it's actually, I don't know if I rate my scriptures, but if I did, it might be my top five scriptures of all time. Um, We're going to look at this scripture in the book of Jeremiah that basically talks about seeking God and finding God. And when we look at the scripture, it wasn't hard for me to preach this, but because it's been my favorite scripture, one of my favorite scriptures for a while. And then when you actually break it down and look at it and say, I'm gonna preach out of this, um, it revealed some other things to me. But I think we can can learn something from this scripture um, about seeking and finding God. And so again, it's in Jeremiah chapter 29, and just to set it up a little bit, this is, um, the the Jews are in, they're basically being held captive in um, the city of Babylon, okay? And then Jeremiah, who is a prophet, he gets a vision um, and says, okay, we're going to wait some time here. The beginning of this scripture, which I won't read, says in 70 years, we're going to wait here 70 years, and then this is what God is telling us is going to happen. Um, the beginning of this scripture also says, right, that, that, God's going to come back and fulfill this promise to get us out of here. Um, it, the the familiar, There's a familiar part of this that says um, that God has um, plans for us, plans for hope in a future. And so that's where we're at. God's saying, he, our, Jeremiah is saying that God is going to get us out of this. He's going to give us hope in a future, and then we'll pick up. So we're going to pick up Jeremiah 29, verse 12. So God says, I have this promise for you. Then it says this in verse 12, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. And I'm going to read verse 13 again. That's the one that, that, this is the verse that's my favorite, but this is where we'll spend most of our time this morning. But it says this, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so again, I think we can take a couple things out of this scripture. I'm going to share some things. Hopefully you can take a couple things uh, out of this scripture. But today our message uh, is entitled, Pursuing God. And that's Pretty what we're, it's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what it means to pursue God. Pursue God. I'm going to give you a couple points and a couple sub-points, but let me pray first. So God, I just come to you this morning, um, I come to you humbled being able to um, just give this message and to share your word. And so as excited as I am, God, um, I just ask that you get me out of the way. It's my favorite verse, but it's your verse. And so um, just get me out of the way and you um, use me to speak to these people this morning. Holy Spirit, we just invite you in. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing that you can write down, we can find God. We can find God when we hunt for him. When we hunt for him. And you think, well, yeah, I know, I get it. And it is pretty simple, but it is that simple. When we hunt for him, right? Jeremiah, of the verse 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. When you seek, okay? And that word in that second part stood out to me. I like it how it's set up here. When, when you seek me. See, God is not gonna wait for us, but when we go and seek him, we will find him. It's it's, a, it's more of a command. When you come after me, when you pursue me, when you seek me, you will find me. And I think sometimes in our life, we get this idea of, I'm just going to wait for God. I'm going to wait on God. And there is scripture, again, that, that, that says that, that there are times where, where God is patient, we work on his timing, but this is not what we're talking about. This is talking about going after God so we can be close to him and spend time with him. Then when we're close to him, then there are times where God says, okay, you're with me, so now be patient with me. Okay, does that make sense? So there's, there are scriptures that will say that, but this scripture is not. This scripture isn't about like, okay, you found me, now wait. This scripture is about, hey, let go and seek. Go and seek God. Because God wants us to pursue him. He doesn't want us to to stand still and then just wait and Him come to us. And here's the thing. We talked about, seek me, you'll find me. God wants to be found. God wants to be found. That same verse in Jeremiah 29, 13 and part of 14. You will seek me and that was to say, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. It's like a, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee that God says, when you seek me, you will find me. It's not, it's not a if, and you, maybe you'll find me. He says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so when I, when I looked at this, there were, there were two things that kind of came to mind. The one that is, if, if we don't know God, and this is going to be a little challenging and maybe a little convicting, but if we don't know God and we've been seeking, then maybe we need to try a different way to seek. That maybe the, 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 the way we're seeking isn't working, so try something different. And I'm not saying that to, to shame. I'm saying that because I have been there. I've been places where I thought I've I've sought God and I was in the wrong place. We go back to a treasure hunt, right? When we go back to, um, at Purdue, when, when they would look, they would go to a place and they may not be, they may be at the wrong place. But then they change their direction and say, okay, well, this obviously isn't right. If we just stand here and say, okay, we're waiting for God, like he's not gonna come. We need to change that direction and find where it is. And so if you're seeking and you don't know God, and you're saying, well, I I I went over here, and he's not here, and I'm, that's okay. It is totally, totally okay. Because you're still seeking. When you went from here to seek God from here, that's seeking. He may not have been there, and it may have been the wrong tactic, but that's okay. Doesn't mean we stop and say, I'm done seeking. We need to move on and say, okay, well, now I'm going to seek over here, and God may be over here. It's part of the seeking. So, if, so if you're seeking God, and you haven't found Him. Don't stop, man. Don't stop. Keep seeking. You'll find Him. It's a guarantee. But you might, when you have to change a tactic, change something up. It's okay. I thought about this when, when I was thinking of that as well. That if we have sought God, and we're over here and we're saying, well this isn't God, I, don't, I haven't found God. You may have found him, you just don't know it yet. And so, that, so I want to encourage you in that. Right. There are times when, when I would seek God and, and I, if I, let me, let me phrase it this way. If I look back to even before I was a Christian, there were things that God was telling me that in the moment I didn't realize were God. And now looking back, 2020 vision, right? Looking back, I'm like, oh, that was God. That's what I mean about this. So if you're seeking God, you're over here and saying, where, where are you, God? I mean, he you, you, we, we might just missed it. We might, not, we might have missed what God is telling us. And again, it's okay. That doesn't mean we stop. Keep seeking, keep seeking, keep seeking. Because when we seek him, we will find him. We will find him. It's a guarantee from God in Scripture, we will find Him. And so I say all this, right? We went, What do we find God? Do we not find God? I'm going to back up a little bit and say, I know we can find Him because He says it will find Him. But I also want to say, I want to make sure I use the right words here, but I want to say it's not that hard to find Him because he wants to be found. Look at this scripture in Acts 17. It said, God did this. And by this, if we go back to the scriptures, God did this is create man. God created man. So God created man so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. And then here's the part that I say, it's not their heart, because this says, he is not far from any one of us. And it can be convicting but I also think that is very, very encouraging that God is not very far from any one of us. So when we seek him, he's right there. We can find him. We can find him. We might have missed, right? But we can find him. He's not far from any one of us. I thought of this as in my, I like to use word pictures and analogies or whatever. Anyone ever played hide and seek? Anyone ever played hide-and-seek with a small child? Yeah. What do you do when you hide from a small child? Do you hide in the hardest place ever, or do you hide in the easy place so they can find you? You hide in the easy place so they can find you. Right? God is the same way. I, don't, I, I mentioned as a game, I don't think God's hiding from us, but what I'm saying is God is close to us. It's just, that's the analogy. We don't hide in a, in a hard place when we're playing with a little toddler. God wants to be found. He promises that if we seek Him, we will find Him. And here's the deal. When we find God, He has a gift for us. And that gift is salvation. That gift is salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. And it's a free gift. Just like, I think, the... the, If I looked up the definition of gift, it would say it's free. So we find God, He has something for us. He has His Son, Jesus, as our gift, the gift of salvation. And I use that word gift because we just came through the Christmas season and most of us probably opened a gift. But here's the thing with the gift. You only get what's inside if you open it, Right? A Christmas gift sitting here is essentially, I'd say, useless unless we see what's inside. And I mean, for us, it's right? We don't know what it is, and we have to open it. That's a, it's kind of that seeking. We have to seek that gift and, and seeking it and open it up and see what's inside. That's the seeking part. You will seek me. Go seek God. Go get that gift that he has for us. I would say, go get the gift that he has for you. Seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You can write this down. God is a gift worth seeking. And you can change God in there. You could say salvation is a gift worth seeking. Or you can say Jesus is a gift worth seeking. But I'm telling you, is a gift worth seeking. I wish right now I could implant all of the feelings that I have from finding God into you, into your brain. I wish I could take them from my brain and put them into your brain. Because I don't know if I, sat, if I could sit up here and explain to you everything everything joyful, everything powerful, everything beautiful, everything, whatever the adjective is that I have found when I found Jesus. I could sit up here for days and explain those to you. I'm not sure it would be because they're my feelings. I, I wish I could, but see what I'm saying? I wish I could implant those feelings to you. If you know Jesus you have those same feelings. So that's point one. We can find God when we hunt for him. And the second point is that we can find God when we continue to covet the creator. When we continue to covet the creator. And this is more of a, I've sought God and i found God what do I do now? Right? And so that's a Continue to covet him. Continue to go after him. In my verse, right, 13, says he will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. With all of your heart. And so I think that's a challenge to, to us that, that have sought God and know God to keep seeking him. To go after him with all of our heart. Not part of our heart with all of it. When I was, when I first accepted Jesus into my heart, I was in, I wish I remembered if it was, high, it was either late high school or early college. And I was seeking him. And I found him and I, and I, and I sought him. But I did not give him all of my heart. I still, if you would go back and say, what's your salvation day? I would still consider that my salvation day, but I did not give all of my heart to him. That wasn't until years later, then after college, and even when I started going to my previous church is when I really gave him all of my heart, when I sought him with all of my heart. And so I think, can we have salvation by giving God part of our heart? Yeah, I do. I really think that can happen. But I don't think we should stop there. I think we should give him all of our heart and keep seeking him. It reminded me of of marriage. For those in the room that are married, when right, you you have this when you're when you're. What's the word? Dating or is there another word? Like what's the like Christian word for dating? Courting. Yeah, I was going to use that Christian word courting. When when you're courting, right? You're seeking. You're going after. And then sometimes what will happen? And this is. This has probably happened a little bit in my life that I get married and then I stop seeking my wife. And what happens in that time is my wife doesn't feel as honored in those, right? And so I'd encourage you, A, if you're married, keep seeking your wife. Wives, keep seeking your husband. But it's also the same thing with God. Just because I know God doesn't mean he doesn't want me to continue to seek him. I need to continue to seek God. Ask the question, what's next, God? I've asked, asked that. I'm going to give you my little brief history. So I was a school teacher. I left teaching. We had to sell our house because we went into ministry, right? At the church in Mishawaka. That's where I met Pastor Clint at that church, kind of. We knew his family whatever before. Um, and then I kept seeking God. We planted This church, I decided to come with him, and so I had to get a new job. I kept seeking God. God said, I have a job here at Lighthouse for you. I took that job. So from the outside world, it looks like if you look at my resume, I'm a job jumper, right? I've had in the last seven years, one, two, three, five or six jobs probably. So it looks like I'm a job jumper, but I'm just seeking God. I am confident that I am exactly where God has me to be because I continued to seek him. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. Don't get me wrong. Because when I'm not perfect at it, I can tell. When I'm not seeking after God, I start to go into some old bad habits. I start to watch television shows that I used to watch and I'm like oh, I can't do that but I know I notice it when do I notice it when I stop seeking God so continue to seek him continue to seek God continue to seek God here's the thing when you seek God when you hear from him it's going to be good it's going to be good Romans 8:28 says and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. God works for the good of those who love Him. Keep seeking Him. Again, I, right now in my head, I'm thinking of all these things, that scripture, all those good things that God has given me, I wish I could explain them to you but I a, don't have the time and I don't know if I have the, the English to be able to, to describe them to you. But I want you to have those feelings and you have those when you seek God. For those that know him, you will have good feelings. Last word picture, when we seek God, when we know God and we keep seeking at him. And this is, this is kind of my, my story of when I went from school to ministry to school to ministry. Um, it's like a skier. When you, I don't know if you've skied. I've skied one time in my life, and the ski patrol yelled at me, and I'll never ski again. But I skied one time. But what I know about skiing is when my skis are, are parallel, that's a good thing. Right? Even if I turn, my skis have to be parallel. Anyone ever skied and got their skis not parallel? Oh, like, whoa, it gets a little bit uncomfortable, right? Gets, your skis aren't parallel. You keep those skis parallel. When you're skiing, it's a pretty good place. And so the same thing is true with God. If one ski is God, he's going in this direction. Keep your ski, you, stay parallel to God. Then we go wherever he takes us, and it's nice and smooth. And sometimes he might take us straight down the black diamond, but it's okay because my skis are parallel. The only way we can stay parallel with God is if we keep seeking him. Keep seeking what God has for you. You can write this down. Alignment with God is the best place to be. Alignment with God is the best place to be.